0: Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Faces of TBI podcast series, the number one podcast for brain injury and concussion resources. I am Amy Zelmer, founder of Faces of TBI.com and your host. Today, I'm going to be talking with brain injury survivor, Leslie Gaynor. This episode is brought to you by Integrated Brain Centers. Located in Denver, Colorado, Doctors Shane Studman and Perry Maynard are experts in functional neurology and treat complex concussion cases from around the country. With over 20 years combined experience, they are leaders in helping patients who are suffering from post-concussion symptoms, including dizziness, vertigo, headaches, and much more. For your free consultation, you can find them online at integratedbraincenters.com. Hello, everyone. I am Amy Zelmer, and you're listening to Faces of TBI, a podcast series for survivors by survivors raising awareness about traumatic brain injury one podcast at a time. Those of you who might not know who I am, I am a TBI survivor from a fall on the ice in February 2014. I am a frequent contributor to the Huffington Post, Thrive Global, and the Goodman Project. I am author of Life with a Traumatic Brain Injury, Finding the Road Back to Normal, available on Amazon. And additionally, I am editor-in-chief of the Brain Health Magazine, and you can get your free digital subscription at thebrainhealthmagazine.com. You can learn more about me and the podcast at facesoftbi.com, and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Amy Velmer, and don't forget to join my private Facebook group, Amy's TBI Tribe, to connect with other survivors, caregivers, and loved ones. Today, my guest is Leslie Gaynor. And prior to her brain injuries, she had lived two very fulfilling lifestyles. The first on Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C., working with nonprofits, writing consumer and environmental laws, and launching creative campaigns to get them passed. Second, living her next dream of moving to Paso Robles, California, and joining the wine industry. So, welcome to the podcast, Leslie. I am so. So excited to have you here today and have you share your story. Good morning, Amy. Uh, It's morning here at the beach in
1: California. I I think it's still morning where you are. I'm not sure. It is.
0: Yep. (laughs) Okay. All right. Not quite as early Uh, as for
1: you. (laughs) Okay. Well, since my TBI's, I'm not the sharpest pencil in the pack in the morning, so I'll do my best.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I get you. Um, And, you know, kudos for getting all the time zones right. I know that was really challenging for me in the beginning. Um, Even still, if I'm, like, a little bit fuzzy, I, I like, have to really, like, sit and think for a minute. Like, okay, Eastern's an hour ahead of me. (laughs) What time is it in Eastern? (laughs) So... I applaud you yeah, for I, getting I, I it still, right. Yeah, <laughs> I still get confused uh,
1: getting getting appointment times right. It's I'm so certain that I'm leaving on time, and and yesterday, I was certain I was leaving on time, and I arrived at my appointment an hour earlier, and I realized, oh, okay, it's not this time. It's that. It's it's yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a whole mm-hmm. new it, as you said in your shows many times. It's a whole new
0: normal. Yep. Mhm, And, you know, at least you were early, right? Like, not late. <laughs> I, <laughs> shortly after my brain injury, my injury was in February. In April, I was photographing a prom. I was a photographer in my previous life. And I showed up a freaking week early. I showed up on Saturday. And I'm like, that's weird. There's no cars here. You'd think that there'd be a lot of cars already. You know, everybody's setting up. And I went in. And as soon as I went in, I was like, I'm a week off, aren't I? And I pulled up, and I had checked my calendar like five times, right? Like, oh, it was so challenging. And thank God I was a week early, not a week late. So, um, yeah. It's like those (laughs) nightmares we used to have when we showed up somewhere naked. Yes. Yes,
1: Yes. life with brain injuries. It's always an adventure.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. So Leslie, let let's start by sharing with our listeners your story and what happened to you, how you acquired your brain injuries.
1: Okay, well, uh, I've been called an overachiever in the past, and unfortunately, in this respect, I I was an M two. I, I kind of hit the trifecta of six brain injuries over the last six. I mean, six, three brain injuries over the last six years. Uh. I can run through them for you, and then if you want, we could talk about what some of the challenges were. But but really, some yeah. of the tools I've learned along the way. Um, the first was Christmas night, 2013. My mother and I had just arrived in San Francisco to celebrate Christmas, and kind of very similar to your story, uh, I went to step. Uh, I went to take a step at a near a crosswalk, and I it was one of those little bumpy wheelchair ramps they have all over the place now. Mm-hmm. And uh, my feet went out from under me, and I went. Flying through the air, like sliding into, 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 for a home run. And I went, what the? And everything started to seem very unreal. And, and I heard these, like, what sounded like two consecutive home runs being hit. But then I felt these balls, like, beating against my head. And I'm going, wait, it's, it's Christmas. It's not baseball season and San Francisco. And what is, and then all of a sudden I realized, I had flown into the middle of the street in San Francisco, slamming directly on my head twice, landing on my head. Mm-hmm. And I was, I knew I was in big trouble. Uh, I didn't go to the ER because I was afraid my insurance wouldn't cover me. Um, and it wasn't until a week later that I went to the hospital. And, uh, sh- and when I did go to a primary physician, uh, she said, oh, there's no need to see a neurologist. They'll just prescribe drugs. Uh, I was really messed up, but if you want me to wait to go into symptoms, I can do that in a minute. Um, Because just a year later, as I was trying to run my business and struggling with all the symptoms of post-concussion syndrome, I was packing for my first trip to a trade show because I had my own business at the time and I need to go buy things for the business. And I went she put something away and came up without realizing a cabinet had opened above me and force mm. force into the cabinet, feeling like a sledgehammer uh. that landed on my head. And it was like feeling an earthquake going through my entire body. It was unbelievable. And I know I should have called 911, but there was a part of me that just didn't want to accept that this was happening. And I was, very out of it I got on a plane the next day to go to this trade show and as I was on the shuttle bus to the trade show I passed the Cleveland Brain Clinic and I went it's good to know that's there because I might need to go (laughs) (laughs) and then the next couple of years were bedlam trying to run my business I had a great staff but my executive functions were gone And I ultimately had to relocate because there weren't enough specialists in the area where I lived and went through several years of treatment and struggling to find work, even though I wasn't capable of work. And in the middle of a job, my vision in my left eye started circulating like I was looking at a airport departure board, but I couldn't quite catch the numbers or letters because they were going so fast. Uh, and the next thing I knew I was at a neuro ophthalmologist and an interventional neural neuroradiologist, and I was diagnosed with uh brain aneurysms and Oh wow uh, the good news is is that the vision problem led me on this weird journey that took several weeks to get this far because the e r totally misdiagnosed me and um if not for my vision problems, I wouldn't know I had brain aneurysms. So uh, this time last year, I got a stent put in by my ophthalmic artery. And uh, I just found out yesterday that we're going to need to do an additional stent. And another aneurysm is grown further. So we're going to do a stent there and probably one on my spleen. So that is my convoluted journey through the world of TBI wow. in terms of what happened. And... There have been a lot of opportunities to learn and grow, and a lot of challenges. um, Yeah. Practitioners that were really helpful, and some that were disasters.
0: Yeah. So, in a way, your concussions were actually a blessing that you—it led you to finding your aneurysms, because I'm assuming they had not burst.
1: I am very fortunate. Uh, that my body gave me the warning signs. My my, yeah. my vision uh, was like the canary in the cold mine. The thing about aneurysms and TBIs, but but aneurysms themselves, is they're great mysteries. My doctors are so incredulous because normally, if you're a, a smoker or have high blood pressure, those those are the primary factors that lead to aneurysms, or or genetic, a very or genetic, and they say, or a very traumatic brain injury. Well, my doctors don't believe that my brain injuries fall into the category of that. But let Mm -hmm. me tell you, if you were flying through the air and landed full force on the right side of your head and bounced twice there, I would call that that something that could mess up your, your vessels and arteries. Uh, and your spleen because I was uh, totally contorted during that first landing. And then the second one, literally, I went up full force with all of my weight and, and literally practically split my head open. So, I, you know, I, doctors get into their, their views of things and their pissing matches, and that's one thing I've learned along yep. the way through, <laughs> through TBIs is to, is to take what I like and leave the rest. There's and a lot of in game. Oh my god. And and the practitioners that really have helped me the most in this journey are some of the non-traditional ones according to western exactly. medicine. Uh, exactly. Yep. Cranial sacral therapy has been phenomenal for me and acupuncture has been a game changer and uh and 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 hopefully a neurotherapist uh on a regular basis. Um, and also the Acquired Brain Injury Program that I found, which is apparently one of the few in the country uh, run through a, a college for people like us who have TBIs to help us take classes and learn more about our brains and learn skills and tools for the practical things, for the emotional coping mechanisms, and and getting together with peers and and having specialized therapists work with us. Those are the things that have been the most valuable uh, in terms of practitioners because I was touched by, by the name of the sponsor of this program, Integrated Brain Centers, because one of the things I found on this journey is how disintegrated the Western medical care system is when it comes to TBIs and how it makes our journey, those of us with TBIs and those of us who love us and work with us, Um, go through emotional and intellectual and physical distress
0: trying to find the solutions to live a better life yeah and and Leslie you know I I think that's why I'm so passionate about doing all the things I do and you know people all the time are just like how do you do all this stuff like you know how you know why are you doing all this for TBI and it's like because it took me two and a half years to find a provider that knew how to help me. For me, it was functional neurology. Um, Cranial sacral was also amazing for me. That was actually one of the first things I had done um, that gave me any relief. Um, it helped me get rid of all that brain fog in my head, which I later learned was like a pressure in my head because um, the skull plates were misaligned. Um, but that there's just You're so right. There's just so much like misinformation out there and doctors, like you said, the pissing matches. And I have heard, I did not personally experience this, but I've heard this so many times how, you know, say they're seeing a neurologist or their GP or somebody in the traditional spectrum and they say they want to go see a functional neurologist or somebody in the alternative realm and the doctor basically tells them it won't help them and that they won't treat them anymore if they do decide to take that route and it's like are you freaking kidding me is your ego that fragile that you can't allow your patient to try something that may or may not help if it doesn't help was there any harm done right like what is the harm in trying an alternative you know method that it, it just blows my mind sometimes and I don't know if you experience any of that with your doctors
1: I have more than once and actually with the first brain injury when I after the ER uh, the ER doctor was fabulous she did a CT and you know to check for brain bleeds and all of that and she said you're you have hit every symptom on the list here for concussion. <laughs> so I want you to go to your internist and follow up immediately and get the appropriate referrals to get get assistance for this. And that's when I went to the internist and she said, "Ah, there's no need to see a neurologist. They'll just prescribe drugs." Had I gone to Well, and that's true. To,
0: <laughs>
1: yes, but as to you a degree. Said, I ultimately a year and a half later when I finally made it to a neurologist, um, the second neurologist, um, that one did do some tests and that one did recommend uh, uh, cognitive speech therapy, did recommend spatial therapy because I had spatial deficits, which I can elaborate on a little bit more the things that I learned to, to overcome those. And if you'd like, and then he also recommended a neuropsychologist so I could get evaluated for my cognitive strengths and challenges and where the challenges lie, lie would lie so that I could get the proper therapies. But then we have the tremendous, uh, by that time I had lost my business because I couldn't operate anymore. I had had to declare bankruptcy. I was on medi we are left as TBI people to navigate uh-huh. the medical care system and the insurance system when I was having a hard time figuring out where I'd left my half and half. So I needed an advocate to help me do that. And I didn't have it. And insurance kept denying a neuropsychologist to do that evaluation. It took me really six years, six years wow. to get to a neuropsychologist. But once I did, I have to credit that UCLA neurologist. Once I did, I got a great evaluation about what my where I could use a lot of assistance, and that allowed me to get the, to the proper cognitive speech therapist to work on my executive functions, which I'm still very challenged with, and to work on um, spatial physical therapy and those things, because I was having issues like I my eyes could see everything, but it couldn't see, I couldn't tell what was happening to my right. And there are very real ways to treat that, as you probably know, Amy, by Mm -hmm. uh, doing particular exercises. And I got creative with my exercises once I learned them, like doing them at the beach at the volleyball court and things like that uh, to make them more interesting and fun. But I would not have known those i wouldn't have known how to do that if I didn't finally make it to those specialists, but because of the pissing matches of insurance, the pissing matches of doctors, the first internist who didn't who thought I was just going to get drugs, I was at a loss for a long time and lost a lot of, a lot in the process lost my business mm-hmm. lost my had to relocate all those things
0: well, and I think we often get. Hung up in the traditional System I mean If you're an average person Who just goes to the doctor You know when you're sick or for your annual exam You know and you've never branched Into any of the alternative therapies To begin with right You get stuck in that traditional System and then you throw health Insurance in there and You know they deny things or They don't they don't cover a lot of the alternative Treatments you know which is very unfortunate So you get stuck stuck in this vicious cycle. And it's really hard to get out of that, especially, you know, I'm, I'm, just, I'm a single woman. I didn't have anybody advocating for me. You know, I didn't have, you know, a significant other or a loved one um, that was fighting for me. It was me doing it all myself, which, you know, when you're the one with a brain injury, it, it's even more complicated to navigate. So, yeah, you know, it is, it's challenging. It's, stuck in that vicious circle and I mean that sounds kind of you got stuck in that pattern especially with the neuropsych exam not being able to get there for six years and it's just like this shouldn't be happening you know this is we're in 2020 now in the United States and this just shouldn't be a thing and unfortunately I hear from people in other countries who say it's even worse so um, it's just it's time that we get more awareness on this and, and try to get these traditional doctors to understand, hey, there's this stuff out there that can help us. Um, and you know, getting them to make those referrals so much sooner.
1: Well, now that I'm 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 so much better in the scheme of things, I mean, I'll probably sleep for two hours after this because it takes a lot of brain energy, but now that I'm so much better in terms of having found these tools through different people, I really am committed to, to join you in this movement to fight for people to have advocates working on their behalf for their, um, for their, what they need. We all need an independent, objective skilled advocate to fight for us because a family member or a friend can't do it they're emotionally involved, they've got other things going on, and they often just can't really do it for us, if if there's anyone even there. And financial security, I mean, why should we have to go bankrupt, or why should it be that disability, once we finally get it, doesn't even cover our rent? So I really want to work to advocate for those things. Um, And also things like the Acquired Brain Injury Program at Santa Monica College, one of the silver linings of the COVID pandemic, if we can say there are, which there are, is those programs are very rare, but they went entirely online with Zoom. So now maybe it's possible for people around the country to be able to avail themselves of something like the Acquired Brain Injury Program at Santa Monica College, where they give us the knowledge of what we need They give us skills and tools. We have peers to interact with, and they actually have some therapists to work with. And hopefully maybe they'll add internships for some of us to get back in the world and develop confidence in our skills. Um, So I think those things are really important. uh, And and more, hopefully, like I said, through the pandemic, maybe more people around the country can avail themselves since there's such a lack Mm -hmm. of this. And, um, and there's a cost involved with things. Whereas with this program, it's very reasonable. Um, yeah. But I you wanted
0: know, to, to just, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, you know, with the pandemic, it has opened our eyes to how much can be done online. And, you know, like you're talking about this college and, and there's other programs across the U S that do other things. Right. And it's like, Let's get this online. Let's get this on a Zoom platform. Like, we can reach the world with it online, right? So, yeah, I hope that this really opens some doors for expansion.
1: We can. I mean, the challenge for for those of us with TBIs is even with things online, it can be challenging. For example, some of the challenges I have had and still have are when I went to dial your phone number this morning, I had to give myself extra time because I've become dyslexic with numbers. I'm constantly transposing numbers, and I miss dialed the first time. Um, when I'm on my keyboard trying to type, I words that have no relationship to what I'm writing will appear where they don't belong. Um, and And sometimes I just get... I lose track of where I am or where I'm supposed to be going. Or when I was trying to prepare for this chat to be a little bit more organized, trying to do a little outline was like uh, trying to do quantum physics, which I have no idea how to do. (laughs) So (laughs) so it's been, you know, with all of us with TBIs, we've got different levels that we're at. So some of us can get on the computer easily on our own and do zoom or, some of us can use different tools and others of us can't. So that's when we need to figure out who can assist us to mm-hmm. get to where we need to go, whether it's on to Zoom or I got lost three times going to one of my Social Security disability hearings because I used my GPS religiously, but I programmed it in incorrectly. So, you know, how do we get the assistance? to do these things that we're trying to learn how to do again and uh, work within our where we are and where we're trying to get to. It's it's mm-hmm. complicated, you know? I'm constantly Absolutely. sending texts to myself to remind myself of things. Um, I'm constantly putting things, places that will remind me of what it was I was intending to do. So um, there are a lot of things that we face these challenges and it's a matter of constantly coming up with the tools and making friends with the new challenge <laughs> and figuring out how to meet that new challenge and the resources there to help us with that new challenge.
0: So Leslie, you mentioned briefly, <clears throat> I would like to talk a little bit more about some of the therapies that did help you. Um, you mentioned craniosacral therapy and acupuncture and facial PT, cognitive therapy, um, kind of in a nutshell, if you can explain to us what some of these were and how they helped you. Uh,
1: So acupuncture, I think most people are familiar with. It's the use Mm -hmm. of, it's Eastern medicine, the use of needles. I was having incredible brain fog uh, for, for many periods throughout the last six years. And I was having serious, massive headaches, which I didn't realize at some point well, they were different causes. Acupuncture was a game changer for both of those things. Uh, clears up the, cleared up the brain fog for me, and when I was able to continue acupuncture on a regular basis, kept it clear. And headaches within weeks disappeared. Now, like anything, it's a matter of learning your own body with your acupuncturist and figuring how frequently you need to go. But I would say for me, Drugs were not the answer, nor did I want to utilize drugs. Acupuncture changed my life for the best. Cranial sacral, like you mentioned, uh, was very similar. It's a it's a hands on treatment. There's a great book called Your Inner Physician in You by John Upledger that talks about it. And it's mm-hmm. working yeah. with your skull, hands on. And again, it, it it resolved TMJ for me, and and helped with. Um, Fog and things of that nature, and uh, then the neurophysical, the neurotherapist helped me really understand where, through testing, where my challenges were, and helped me come up with some tools about how to start growing with and through the challenges and coming up with alternative methods to accomplish the things I wanted to accomplish in terms of getting an executive function back and going, um, dealing with, with fight or flight syndrome due to sound and motion and light, which could, uh, they can make Mm me want to go into a boxing match. Um, These were all invaluable tools and remain invaluable tools.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I think, For you, were most of these things covered by insurance or not covered by insurance?
1: I would say that
0: most of them
1: were a a long-term battle to get them covered.
0: (laughs) Right. (laughs) I know what Um, that means. (laughs) and, and, And
1: then trying to find the physicians that knew the system, who knew how to work within the system to advocate. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and and that's, that's where it's so important, like you said, Amy, to just like reach out maybe through your tribe and to, to find out the, 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 the specialists in your area who really understand integrated treatment and, 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 and find that person and, and find one somehow that you can get covered through whatever program you have, uh, because otherwise it'll be like me. It took me three years to get to a lot of these specialists. And, and uh, we, and we are in the least position long. to fight for ourselves. Yeah. I mean, just think yeah. of all, all that is lost in the process, not just yes. emotionally, intellectually, and financially, but in terms of what you could have been doing with your life, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and yeah, how you I, could be improving.
0: You know, I, I believe there's like a fine line. Um, I don't even know if that's the right word, <clears throat> but there's there's like a sweet spot. You know, like I don't think you can start certain therapies too early. Like you do have to be able to handle. Um, doing the therapies, right? Um, so for some people, that could be a month, some people that could be a year, right? Um, but I do feel we need to get to the therapy sooner. Like for me, two and a half years was way too long for you, you know, six years to get to your neuropsychologist. Um, you know, these things, we should at least be getting the the references and the resources so much sooner. Um, and again, you know, that's That's why I do all that I do to try and get people the resources to help them advocate for themselves and and get to the right treatments sooner. So, Leslie, we're just about out of time, but I do want to ask our final question of the day. And if you have any final parting thoughts for our listeners, any words of wisdom for them to walk away with today?
1: Uh, I would say really focus on being your own best friend in terms of making friends with each situation as it comes along and be kind to yourself and uh, and find those soulmates. Sometimes there are people who have been in your life a long time. Other times those can't handle it, what's going on with you. So find new soulmates who sometimes it's easier for people who are meeting you as you are now because they're seeing you for who you are and they're yeah. loving you for who you are yeah. and supporting you for who you are. So I would say those things are critical.
0: Yeah, really wonderful advice about the soulmates. Yeah, sometimes it is easier to meet you where you are. And I I think that might be helpful to some people listening because it is. It's frustrating when people walk out of our lives. And, you know, I get it. In, In hindsight, I get it. At the time, I did not. Um, but in hindsight, I get it. They didn't know what to say or do. And um, sometimes it's the reality of what could happen so quickly to someone, too, right? Um, so, yeah, finding, finding those new soulmates to, to fill in the gaps.
1: Yeah, Amy, looking, you know, seeing in Dear Friends the look of terror and horror in their eyes. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, see you trying to function, trying to talk. And, and, and they go into fight or flight. Again, yeah. you know, yep. you said you understand and, and I understand uh, but we can't get uh, we, we, we we need to be compassionate towards them, but compassionate towards ourselves and mm-hmm. and and get this and, and you know, find the support or, or discover the support that we need as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well Leslie, thank you so much for being here today. This has been a lovely conversation and I really appreciate you taking the time to be here today.
1: Well, I'm honored that I was invited to be with you and I understand you might be coming my way in August and it would be great to get together if you have the time and maybe take yes. a walk on the beach together.
0: Oh, I'd love that. Love it. Okay. Well, Amy, thank you, thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for listening. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode and got some golden nuggets from Leslie. And just a reminder, in the show notes, I do have a link um, to her website if you would like to check out more about Leslie at expandorcontract.com. And just a big thank you to our sponsor, the Integrated Brain Centers. You can find them online and schedule your free consultation at integratedbraincenters.com. Again, you can find previous podcast episodes on most streaming platforms, such as iTunes, or you can go to facesoftbi.com. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Amy Zellmer, and please do join Amy's TBI Tribe on Facebook to connect with other care excuse me other caregivers survivors and loved ones thank you all for listening and thank you for being a part of my journey have a great day everyone and I will see you in the next episode